0: They should be able to manage all of their home services through a mobile app. If I'm a customer and I have ABC Pool Co. and I've got Sally's cleaning service and they're all on the Pro Ballet platform, as an end customer, I can manage all of those relationships through my app.
1: Hello there and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, I am your host. I'm also the luckiest person on this planet alive today because I get to speak with some incredibly talented people and I'd just like to say thank you for all of your feedback. I love reading through it. It makes a great deal of difference for me knowing that the show is making a difference for you. Now, on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming founder and CEO at ProValet, Mr. Peter Wozma. Welcome to the show, Peter.
0: Hey, Rick. Thank you so much for having me hope you're having a great day
1: oh look like I said earlier I've got two feet and a heartbeat I can't complain too much now you and I are going to be talking about about process automation systems for field service management companies that are designed to help you manage your business like a pro and put time and money back into your life now who doesn't want that who doesn't want to have time and money available to them and this is a big part of the I guess the mission that you guys are on but Peter before we do that it's I guess somewhat customary for us to learn a little bit about you so what are you calling in from today
0: yeah so uh, I live in beautiful Naples Florida down on the southwest uh, coast of Florida has that been home forever or I've been here for 32 years yeah uh, I grew up in uh, I grew up in New England and uh, love New England up in Connecticut but I had an affinity for summer I loved summer and when I found Florida I thought well their summer virtually year-round. So yes. we made a made a pilgrimage down here back in the '90s uh, permanently after I met my wife.
1: Yeah, so, wow. So I know that there's lots of uh, wonderful beachfront. Do you do you enjoy the, the the beaches?
0: You know, I'm a I'm an avid waterman. Uh, somebody asked me earlier if I played golf, and I actually I don't play golf. Uh, <laughs> my advice is. My my vice is to be on the water. There's so much of it to see, both inshore and offshore. And so if I've got uh, if I've got a half a day to spend by myself or with my family, it's going to be on the water,
1: you know, and there's a lot to to talk about in terms of your involvement with yachting, I believe, um, which we can talk about a little bit later on. I know that uh, you're involved uh, in that uh, part of the space as well. But um, I love uh, I love jet skis and things like that. Do you like actually skiing or are you, you know, more into the yachting and the relaxation side of of water sports?
0: Uh, not anything I do on the water constitutes uh, relaxation, except <laughs> for Sunday slow boat rides with my wife. Yeah, uh, fantastic. If we're on the water, we're, we're going fast and we're going places and we're typically chasing fish. Oh. So, um, so we, we do a lot of uh, fishing for pelagics offshore and we do a lot of uh, hunting for inshore fish down in the Everglades and uh, 10,000 island areas. Yeah, last time
1: I I went, uh, last time I was in Mauritius, not that I go there often, and wish I could go there more often, um, is we went deep sea fishing off one of the big, I guess, uh, the uh, offshore fishing boats. And I was so taken by the experience, just that rush of when something gets on your line. How does it make you feel when you you hook up, as it were?
0: Well, it's uh, by far one of the most, incredible adrenaline rush as you can imagine because like a lot of things it's a lot like running a business you know when you when you start out there's a lot of prep work uh there's a lot of equipment involved yep. uh there's some know-how about the water the weather tides uh and then of course understanding your your target species what is it doing right now that you would be able to try to try to go ahead and uh, harvest one or two of them so yes um Oh, it's and and then of course when it all comes together and that happens boy that's just magic right there yeah and mauritius has some of the most brilliant waters in the world yes, sir. so good for you good for you for having spent some time there um that blue water is really something that it doesn't matter how often i see it i'm just drawn to it in a way that um well It's a unique and personal experience, let's say.
1: It's absolutely a personal experience. And, uh, you know, it certainly changed my perspective when I saw all these pods, thousands of um, porpoising, uh, you know, dolphins and doing their thing. We're talking thousands of them all in one hit. It's just a magical experience. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, we always like to spend a bit of time, Peter. I know that the audience loves learning about the people behind the business. So we're touching on a little bit of this. But tell me, where did you grow up and what can you remember about growing up?
0: Well, I grew up in Connecticut, um, and I remember very distinctly uh, the seasonality of life and how um, I used to. I love the fall. Mm. Um, aside from, aside from school, I was not much of a school chum. I, I, I did, <laughs> did wasn't I? a big fan of school, but I but I did love playing football and uh, and soccer, uh, which were the fall sports up there. Um, that was followed probably by summer i was uh an avid uh summer person i did a lot of sailing i was very fortunate uh to have uh, parents who who had the the presence of mind to find a place that was far away from where we were i'll call it growing up and yep. put us in a place where we could have a lot of self-discovery so yes. there was a lot of sailing a lot of fishing crabbing um all kinds of uh, wonderful discovery about uh, nature. So I was a big outdoorsman. Yeah. Look, when and, you and uh, I
1: were growing up, do do you remember the only rule being that you had to be home when the lights, street lights, came on? A
0: hundred percent. Absolutely right. Yes. Uh, the door opened up at about eight thirty in the morning, and you weren't required to be anywhere near that house <laughs> until the sun was going down. So uh, and we and we were not. We we spent a lot of time <laughs> riding bikes, uh, I, I, we didn't uh, harass people so much as we were infinitely curious about our surroundings and we explored.
1: Yeah. So, Life was a lot simpler back then. Now you've touched on your parents. I always like to talk about the people that are influencing us in our formative years. Mm-hmm. Did you have anybody like mm-hmm. that beyond your parents or was it your parents?
0: Well in, in, in many cases it was, uh, my mom and dad. Um, my mom was, uh, from a nature perspective, she was active in Audubon and she had, uh, in these adventures that we would take during the summertime, she would collect a lot of shells and whatnot and she, she spent her school, school, during the school years, she mm-hmm. would make presentations to various classrooms about the importance of uh, marshes and salt marshes and what grew there and why it was important and yeah. so that was foundational for me from an environmental perspective and um, has continued through to this day. I sit on the board of the Alliance for Florida National Parks. Yep. Uh, I'm active with uh, several other, uh, yeah, some people call them activist organizations, but look, we just want some clean water, right? Of so that's course. I'm, I'm involved with that. Yep. Uh, on, the, uh, on the other side of, of the coin was my dad, and he was a tremendous influence from a business perspective. Yep. Uh, my dad's originally from Cuba and he came to the united states uh not knowing a lick of english uh taught himself english put himself through school ended up at the university of maryland uh became president of his class two years in a row president of his uh fraternity so he he came to the united states he saw the the american dream ahead of him and he just went full tilt after it yes. and and by golly, the guy got it, man. He was really just, um, he just he just felt like there was no end in sight. In fact, I remember as one time, I, I actually ended up working with him for about oh, yeah, 15 yeah. years. Yeah, and, and uh, he said, look, I am never going to put a limit on how much somebody can make as a salesman for me. Oh. And it's a distinct influence on how I look at life. Why would you put a cap on somebody? You know, I've don't want to I don't want to take away from the value that some people would bring to you know curtailing some expenses associated with sales but yes, if yes. you're generating sales and I'm a, and I'm the guy for which you're building that business you get paid yes and keep doing it right Absolutely. and so uh, and so he did that through his life and his career he was uh, originally an engineer he likes to say he was an engineer a civil engineer gone bad and he ended up in equipment <laughs> <museum>. <laughs> so, so instead of instead of building bridges, he was uh, he was financing the equipment that built the bridges. Yes, so, yeah, so uh,
1: that's wonderful feedback, you know. And I and I take uh, speaking English for granted. So for him to come over and you know learn English, then go ahead and done the things that he'd done, he must be very influential in your life. So thank you very much for sharing. Now, in terms of your very first entrepreneurial experience, for me, I was washing cars. What was yours? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, I had it in my mind that I could create um, getting getting into blending both uh, my my uh, fondness for nature and uh, animals and my fondness for building a good brand. Mm-hmm. I established a uh, a clothing brand, and it was uh, Endangered Species Limited, ES Limited, and uh, so I had a great time pulling together the artwork. Uh, finding people who would help me build the shirts and construct um, um, little uh, embroidered logos oh, yeah, of, yeah. End- yep. of endangered species, uh, and I and I put this thing together on a shoestring budget. Um, and I was fortunate to have people who wanted to help me along the way, um, but I can I cannot tell you that it was uh, financially a good, <laughs> good option. Uh, a good option. Yeah, I needed to <laughs> I needed to I needed to put that dream away and and uh, find something significantly um, I think better long term. So, so do you do
1: you think that you've always at heart been an entrepreneur or do you think it's something that we can learn?
0: Uh, that's a that's an interesting question because I've never I suppose it's it's intrinsic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've, and I suppose anybody could have that intrinsic I can do it outlook. Yeah. I really I do believe that. It's just a matter, you know, I've had conversations with folks uh recently and they and they ask a similar question, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? And really it's an internal compass. What is it that really turns you on? What is it that drives you? And it could be anything. It it doesn't have to be um most likely, it's something that's not even remotely advertised or something that you even would be, that would be well known. In other words, you don't become an entrepreneur to become famous. No. You're an entrepreneur because it's something that, uh, it drives you. So you're, you're driven by your own dreams. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the end result in my book is not necessarily... Uh, arriving someplace and being famous—it's really more about how do we how do we continue to journey on in this way, using our God-given talents and employing really what the universe delivers to you. So
1: yeah, fantastic feedback. I know that a lot of this comes down to I guess the mindset game that you have with yourself. And I wonder, did you ever need to have the uh, burn the bridge uh, analogy and just completely commit? Because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that dabble. In entrepreneurialism, but they don't really commit. What would you say to them?
0: Yeah, uh, we we used a terminology with one with one company that I built where you know it was uh, uh, burning the boats. Yes, yeah. We're going in. We're going to attack, and this is where this is where life is going to happen. Burn the boats behind you. We are not going back. We're not going back. And I will tell you that mentality, that commitment is exactly where I am right now with this platform. And I could not be more excited about it. Yeah, well, you know, look, we've been...
1: Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, look, I was gonna say, we're definitely gonna take a deep dive into Pro Valley in and I mean, I'm very, mm. very excited. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, Peter, we love to you know go behind the business and check out your, I guess, your view of the world. So I really do appreciate your feedback.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. my pleasure.
1: Now when we're when we're talking about all these things, I know that for me, I'm not a very early riser in the morning, but I'm pretty sure you're quite busy as are your team. Do you find yourself getting up early in the morning? What's the day look like for you?
0: Yeah, so uh, rise and shine around 5:30. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have a I have a full morning routine including uh, meditation, prayer, meetings, yep. um, exercise, um you know hydrate um i take um, i take a series of supplements including multivitamins lion's mane mm-hmm. um, and several other nootropics that uh, that i find to be very helpful for not only getting the day going but for maintaining a high level of energy throughout the day where we are right now it's six fifteen, and uh, I know other, you know, 50-something guys that are probably at home taking a nap. I have no, have no interest in that. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> too, much, too much life out there. Yeah, well, there's... Not that there's any... By the way, not that there's anything no. wrong with taking a quick power nap. Uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Thanks again for the feedback. Now, I, I know that um, it would be very easy for somebody like you, I know that I go through this, that I could work seven days a week blissfully. Do you force mm. yourself, or do you find it, it's important to actually have a couple of down days now and then?
0: You know, I recently went through a program um, um, called the Flow Research Collective, and I don't mind plugging those guys in yeah, yeah. um, highly rec. I highly recommend it mm-hmm. as, a, as a course to take. Um, and they talk about the importance of the other side of working which is if you look at somebody who is in flow, when they're truly working at their very best, there are very distinct steps to get there. There's the, there's the struggle of saying, okay, I have to start, and then there's the release where you say, I'm in it and I'm going, and now you're in the third step, which is the flow. You're absolutely crushing focus and any project that you have in front of you in at a at light speed yep. you have to also you have to, you've got to be cognizant that hey i'm coming to the end of this project and you have to actually downstroke yourself into a quiet space so the the rationale behind that is of course you can burn yourself out staying in flow beyond too long it's almost like yep. having staying stuck in third gear for too long and you're going 90 um, you need to you need to slow down and downshift and that's really what they're, that's one of the things that they focus on. The other thing that they ad, uh, advocate for, which, which I agree with, mm-hmm. is quiet time. Ah. Infinitely, infinitely important to maintain a, I'll call it a quiet time hygiene. And that means no phone, uh, no emails, no no, no 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 tech, exclude all of it. You know, it, and it could be as simple as simply taking a walk around the block without your phone. Yep, uh, I've often found that that's a good way to refresh. But um, yeah, I mean, no, I I think working seven days a week is is something that is uh, potentially dangerous for somebody and would put them in a position of not being at their very best. the The ideal is not necessarily work life balance. The ideal is my balance. What what makes what what drives Peter in a day to get me to a place where I have completed my goals and objectives for the day. I've sat down and I've looked at what's going to happen tomorrow or next week. And are we prepared for that? Um, you know, there's a whole series of, there's a whole series of, I'll call it checklists that I like to go through. Mm. And it doesn't need to be something that's written. It could be just sort of rote memory on how we do things. But uh, yep. for some people, it starts off as a written, as a written goal and objective plan for, for each day.
1: Well, it makes a lot of sense that you think this way, given how deeply involved you are with uh, process automation, which we're gonna shift gear in a moment and talk about now. I, I, I wonder, in all of the things that you do as a, I guess at a strategic uh, level, um, do, you of, do you ever find yourself uh, getting involved, I guess, at a lower level, such as operations and things like that? I guess my question is, what's your superpower? What's the one thing that you think you're really good at? Yeah, uh,
0: that's a, that is one of the things that elevated through the flow research collective that i was involved with a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. they're they're advocates for positioning yourself to employ your strengths all the time yep as uh biologically we're we're actually wired to focus on our weaknesses Mm -hmm. as a way to protect ourselves if you think about us as animals and fear and you know, that there's a big bear around the corner that wants to eat you, <laughs> yep. that's, all part of, that's all part of the DNA. So yep, yep. It's very logical. And when I looked at my strengths, one of them was that I don't have a problem talking with people like you in yep. this kind of platform. And so communication is one of the strengths that we have, that I have. Um, and I like to employ it in writing. I like to employ it in discussions. I love giving talks to people about what we're doing or about other items that we that i've become involved in Mm -hmm. so communication is certainly a superpower yeah thank you and infinitely important in any relationship
1: yeah that's great feedback again there's going to be a lot of people here you know startup entrepreneurs those who are just starting their journey take a lot of value away from hearing somebody like you speak like this so thanks again for sharing now in terms of pro valet i'd love to shift gears if we could now peter and start talking about pro valet but first of all what is the relationship between pure coastal and pro valet i was wondering if you could share that with us
0: yeah thanks uh the distinction is that pure coastal technologies is the uh mothership that's yes. the that's the corporation and uh is the product that we are uh pushing into the marketplace
1: yeah fantastic now uh, when i first started talking uh looking at pro Valley, I, I noticed that you prefixed it with pool now I know that it's much more than that. What was the, the I guess, the idea behind using the word pool? And wondering if you could explain explain what pro valet actually is.
0: So uh, pool pro valet was the original uh, idea, and uh, one of the things, one of the one of the things that uh, anybody who's been an entrepreneur knows your your product will iterate; it will yeah. change. Yep. And uh, as it changes, you need to reflect those changes accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, original, the original plan behind Pool Pro Ballet was that we were going to help optimize a pool service company's operations. Uh, yep. um, doing many of the same things that we're doing right now. Um, and we, we automate uh, scheduling, um, dispatching to the field. We automate the generation of invoices and collecting of customer payments. And we also automate, uh, my favorite topic, uh, communication with the customers. Uh And uh, five pillars of success in any good field service business. And so I use the term field service business because it's a much broader umbrella over what includes pool service, lawn care, uh, home cleaning, home watch, things along those lines. And when we looked at building the business originally as Pool Pro Valet, the original thought was, well, we would replicate it for different um, attributes for different industries. Yes. And as we looked as we <clears throat> as we looked at the end result, the end customer, who is the service company's customer, it became apparent that because we're the only field service software that includes the customer with a mobile app that they should be able to manage all of their home services through a mobile app. Let me give you an example. It's like Uber for um, any service business. So a a customer of your, if I'm a customer and I have ABC Pool Co mm-hmm. and I have a pest control and I've got, uh, Sally's cleaning service and they're all on the pro ballet platform as an end customer, I can manage all of those relationships through my app. So you're not tracking, you're not chasing different emails, text messages, or what have you. Wonderful. The entirety of your home services are managed through this, this app, homeowner, homeowner app. So that's why that was really, so really, we went, we went, sort of went all the way to the end line. Yes. yes. And, you know, if we're going to do that, it would be far too confusing to have pool pro valet, lawn care valet, pro valet, um, uh, home cleaning pro valet, what have you. So I said, let's, since we're really building this from an agnostic perspective, Mm. let's Eliminate pools and simplify it. Call it Pro Valet. Yep. And now let's and now let's really find out who is our true customer. And so I mentioned some of them. We found some people who are quite happy with uh, employing the product in pool service, lawn care, uh, home cleaning, home watch, and pest control. So those are those are sort of the big five for us right now.
1: Yeah, there seems to be everyone from the solopreneur who's trying to battle through the paperwork every day up to upwards of 500 employees. Would that be a fair range?
0: Our target market is truly the small business. Yeah, yeah. Small and medium-sized business. Uh, The number of employees that we found our most success with ranges from five up to about 20. Yeah. That's about the top end for us. Once you get over 20 employees, you might need a lot of different features that we haven't yet built out. And there are some excellent companies out there that help with that. I will say this. There isn't anybody that does it any better for a regular interval service than mm-hmm. ProValley. There are uh, a number of field service operations, uh, uh, software solutions out there that solve for what I refer to as the appointment-driven businesses, which would be your HVAC, plumbing, electric, handyman type of services, yep. they require they require a hard, fixed schedule appointment uh, type of uh, management versus what we're managing for people, which is basically a subscription business. Got it. Yeah. So um, if you hire a pool service uh, company, for instance, you'll pay them. Whatever it is, you pay them on a monthly basis and the guy will dispatch somebody on a weekly basis to come and clean your pool yeah that's so,
1: wonderful i love it look I'm, I'm all for process automation i worked in quality assurance for many many years and i know that process control and the ability to serve customers and keep them not only satisfied but ecstatic with the service and this is a big thing because i looked at some of the features and the benefits inside the app itself and you've got the ability to do before and after photos you've got a paperless environment You've, you've really streamlined the process. Now tell us a little bit about, I guess, who's taking this up at the moment and what are your promotional aspirations for, for the app moving forward?
0: So, uh, right now we're getting the, uh, we, we're, we have uh, uh, people who are signing up in pool service, um, lawn care, mm-hmm. um, home watch, Homewatch. Which is kind of an anomaly. It was a really strange. That was a really strange one that came up. It's Different. Um, it is different. Uh, being in a um, in a resort, I'll call it a resort area. We're really in sort of vacation land. Anywhere in Florida, around the whole Gulf Coast and up and along the yep, East yep. Coast, uh, there's an opportunity for home watch to be a, a terribly important service for people, especially really good home watch people. Um, and it, so that has been a little bit of a surprise for me, uh, and I'm happy about that. In fact, we have aligned ourselves and our our product with the Home Watch Academy, which is uh. a which is an organization that actually teaches people how to be an excellent home watch person. So we've we've worked with Diane over there, and she's a big fan of what we're doing, primarily because of the accountability component that we give so easily to their, to their home watch people, yes. much in the same way that we give a, uh, the accountability component to a, a pool service guy. Uh, our technician mobile app where all of their jobs show up is GPS tracked. Yep. And a lot of people are, they love that because not only can they, as a, as a business owner, not only can I see where my technicians are in the field, um, to know who's closest to Mrs. Johnson who just yes. called and said, hey, I've got a, a dead frog in my pool. Uh, <laughs> but also because when it comes to doing a job in the field, they can't, it, with our program, they, they can only check into a job when they're actually at the job. So every address is geofenced. Yep. And when they check in, it creates a timestamp and a location stamp. And that becomes part of a report that goes to the customer. So many of these services happen in absentia. Yes. The, homeowner, the homeowner isn't there. They don't really know what's happening. They've hired this company. They think they're doing a great job. And uh, by golly, what we hear from these pool companies is even though they're uh, they have a high degree of integrity and in that their people do actually go to the pool, they end up sending people back to the same pool just to drag a skimmer through it because the person called, the, the homeowner called up and said, it doesn't look like your guys were here today when they were. So now ah. we've solved it. They don't have to send somebody back. Now the company's gonna have proof that somebody showed up and did the work. And also simultaneously, the customer will also get a report that says the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Now, when you're onboarding a new company, um, is it difficult to learn how to use the app? And how long does it take to get up and running for a small business?
0: So our promise to a small business when they sign up for us is we'll get you up and running and automated within 90 minutes. 90 minutes, is that all?
1: That's yeah. amazing. And, that's,
0: and we're actually, tight, we're going to tighten that up this next year. Uh, a big component of that, of course, is the onboarding of all of their uh, customer data. And so it's been a big focal point. How do we get over this big hump? Uh, for many people, which is how am I going to get all of my information into a new system? I have it in QuickBooks, I have it on Excel, I have it on pieces of paper, and
1: the integrations everywhere.
0: One hundred percent. So we've we've taken full advantage of technology, we're, and we're delivering that to the small business guy in a way that big corporations have become accustomed to over the last decade. Now I know so,
1: I know that you would have a focus on on uh, data security. Tell us a little bit about that because I know that there would be a lot of people on your systems, wouldn't there?
0: Yes. Uh, in one of my former businesses, we were painfully became painfully aware of the importance of protecting PII mm-hmm. personally identifiable information. Information. Yep. Yeah, we had to uh, we had to uh, uh, backstop our our business with a lot of different insurance policies and what have you to uh, make sure that that was something that wasn't a wasn't going to be a problem. In the case of Pro Valet, we've uh, we have moved all financial information out of our system. We don't we don't know it. We don't you not it. it. Yeah, it's all we've we've employed. We've partnered with Stripe to be our payment processing partner, specifically because of their integrity with- Very strong. data safe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're expensive uh, as a payment processor, but we, we think that that's well worth the expense to have the comfort and knowledge that uh, our customers' customers' data is gonna be uh, managed through Stripe, fully encrypted, uh, end-to-end. We don't ever actually see any uh, credit card information, as an example, that's mm. one of the one of the features is that uh, not only do we generate invoices automatically, but if the homeowner has auto pay turned on their their homeowner app, uh, mm. an invoice is paid automatically. And it, it it works exactly like Uber. You know, when you're done with your ride on Uber or Lyft, it's automatically so made. we're done. Yeah, yeah, so, I love it. Yeah, so we're 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 big mavens for maintaining security uh, at all levels.
1: Now, tell me, does the customer actually have a portal where they can log in or is it just on the business side?
0: We have uh, only on the business side will they have a portal to log in and manage and create their service forms um, and see how see really how their business is operating. Right. Yep. At the consumer side, we, we struggled early on with the concept of having a web portal and it just seemed to be obsolete.
1: You're everybody right
0: there, no. used, everybody uses their phone yep. and we have had we've had nobody come to us and tell us that they don't like to use the app. We've had companies that say well I don't think that you know all of my people will use the app and we have made it available uh, to companies to uh, segregate those people that they wouldn't want to have the app that want to continue to operate. As they currently do, maybe they even still get a paper invoice. Right. Maybe you yeah. have a, maybe you've got a half a dozen people that you have to handhold. Yep. Great, you yep. can do that. You can still operate uh, our system flawlessly in the field and remove the the concept of automating their uh, their payments and communications through an app because they simply won't use it. So we nice. have that option.
1: Now, there you go. Thank you for your feedback. Now, I always think about the fact that technology being made by man is subject to failure somewhere along the line. Tell us a little bit about the importance of support mechanisms for those who are using your apps.
0: Yeah, well, the the process of building something new uh, is fraught with uh, pitfalls and unforeseen um, decisions uh, unforeseen results of decisions. Mm-hmm. Perfect example was, you know, we've been building this app for three years, and uh, as much as I was as eager as I was in year one to get it out to market, I should have stopped and thought about it a little bit more because what we <laughs> delivered to the, what we delivered to the market had too much automation in it. Oh, uh, going back to that point I was just talking about with cut with the customers, we had our app built so that once you as soon as you uploaded all of your customers' information, immediately there was an invitation that went out to all the all of those customers, inviting them to use the app. And it was the first guy that said, "Well, I don't want to do that with everybody." Uh, and as a um, and so having having had my head in the lab and not in the market at that point, I was I was taken aback by that, but fully understood it after he mentioned. It. I thought, "Wow, well, yes, we need to." We need to break that apart. Um, there are other field level um, errors that have happened, uh, building, building two mobile apps that talk to each other, uh, plus the web app. It's, it, you, there are a lot of different lines of communication that have to be crystal clear. can imagine. You have to operate flawlessly. A great example was recently, we were uh, working with a company in Colorado and uh, came to find that there was a bug in our technician app that was creating an evacuation of the data when they moved from uh, a good cell signal to offline mode. Oh. So so we have an offline mode, but there was a very short piece of code we discovered that was um, basically... Deleting all of the information problematic. <laughs> yeah, it was problematic. It was problematic. Very great very gracious pool company and couldn't be happier to be working with them, uh, but we did get it. We got it fixed within a day. So uh, all, of, all of these things happen uh, and they have to be attended to. So you asked about support. Yes. You know, we have a full we have a full tech team that is available uh, for addressing just such the, you know just these situations and we have a customer success team that's on the front end of that who can typically diagnose uh, a challenge that somebody's having within a couple of minutes and get it rectified. So I'm an enormous advocate for having uh, excellent customer service.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: You just just can't be. So one of the terms that they talk about, uh, Rick, is the omni-channel. What does that really mean? And when we dissect it, it just simply means you have to cover people at the digital end and at the personal end, and that is, that's the commitment that we've made to our customers and our future customers is that we will always be a supportive operation. Onboarding is a concierge level uh, experience for us right now.
1: Very personal. Very,
0: very expensive, but ex- I mean, what you're doing is building a long-term relationship. Yes, so, of course. Uh, so we find it to be terribly important.
1: So tell me a little bit in all of this beyond everything else beyond the tech beyond all the processes and the automation and the wonderful experience that you're creating for your customers how does it make you feel personally knowing that you've gone from ideation through to deliverable you've actually got a product out there that's serving people how does that make you feel.
0: So I'll go right back to the beginning of the conversation and tell you it's just like trolling around for a great big tuna or marlin. (laughs) And you're sitting there waiting. You put all of the puzzle pieces together. Everything's right. The water's great. The tide's right. The wind is right. And that beauty hits. Hits. And it's like, wow! (laughs) I can't believe somebody's taking me up on this offer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it is a cool idea. And then you get the feedback and, if people are enjoying it and they really appreciate the, I think it's the appreciation, right? I mean, for me, I mean, great. Glad we have a cool product that works. But really, at the end of the day, we're hitting our mission of yep. giving people more time and more money, you know, putting more time and more money back, back into, into their, their life.
1: Pocket. Yeah.
0: You know, and um, and I think that's, you know, we look at our core values and, and that's that is the pinnacle reason why we each, as team members, get up every single day.
1: Yeah, How that, can we
0: be so at yeah, a great education in uh, uh, a Jesuit high school and a Jesuit college uh, and service above self continues to be a theme. And it just it just works. It's great. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what we have literally, again, just covered. I guess the peripherals of the things that we could cover with this wonderful app. So for those who are excited about ProValet and they wanna learn more, what's the best way to connect with you and learn more and then maybe even uh, start the onboarding process? Where are they gonna find you?
0: Yeah, so um, thanks. I, I, I'd love to hear from some of your listeners. Uh, the best email address is peter at provalet.io. Yep course you can visit our website ProValet.io and feel free to check us out you know take a demo love to show it to you mm-hmm. uh, if it sounds good and you want to just sign up you can sign up it doesn't cost anything and uh, then from there you would you would schedule a setup meeting where we can do the full review of the entire platform um, as not only a demo but we'll do it and do it for you and your business
1: yeah, look, this is an incredible opportunity if you're a uh, business that's in this field and, this, and would benefit from such an app. And uh, again, we've talked about the support, the tech, and everything else that comes along with this. Uh, Peter, it's just been one of those conversations that I've really, really enjoyed. And for anybody who is listening, again, that Pro Valet dot uh, domain link will be available to you below this uh, this post no matter if, in fact where you see the call you're going to be able to get back to peter and his wonderful team and in closing peter thank you so very much for joining me on the my future
0: business show today rick thanks very much really appreciate being here thank you